1: Let's go! This is
0: Penn Sunday School, and to our listening ears, all nature
1: sings and round us rings the music
0: of the Here we go! This is Penn Sunday School! Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Pineau. Matt's on the road with Penn, Ready, Rich, and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South in Las Vegas. On today's show, we've got Las Vegas' great green dragon of fun, the princess pilfering, night-knocking, Piff the Magic Dragon. He's here with us live.
2: Oh, and I love it. here he is it.
0: preaching love, Mr. Pendulant.
1: I was just fighting with my mic cable, my, uh, my really info funny. cable. <laughs> but I've done it now, and everything's okay. I'm ready to preach the love. How are you, Piff? Uh, what an introduction. Thank yeah.
2: you. I mean, did you, did you sit down and write that? I just did, yeah. You just did it. Yeah. Just a minute ago, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I didn't that, know. That's it. I, I, I do this to, every day. I had to write a press release um the other you day called me for <laughs> I should have. For for the special. It took me uh days to write garbage, which was then sent out all over the world. I'm I'm getting yeah. you to write my press releases from now on. All
0: right. I'm happy to do
1: that. Thank you. Piff is here because you can go to YouTube. Dot com. Dot com <laughs> slash <laughs> Piff the Magic Dragon. Ping, no, ping, wait, what, what's ping. YouTube?
2: <laughs>
1: what's this YouTube thing? And you can uh, watch uh, your reptile dysfunction special. Yes. And who else is in that special with you? Pop the Magic Dragon, played
2: yeah, by... Me. pendulum One of my uh, finest roles that I oh truly, truly enjoy <laughs> doing. And hopefully we get to do more of, because I'm Pliny. hoping... I'm hoping we get to do some promoting of this special on TV somewhere. Yeah. So we'll pop up on a Jimmy Fallon or something. I would love that. That would be great, wouldn't it?
1: Love that very much.
2: We also, you know, we were
1: very close. Uh, We've forgotten this whole thing because the pandemic brought about so much tragedy that we've been misdirected from the major tragedy, which was we didn't get to do a Piff and Pop Magic Shop tour. Yes. Which we were going to do. We yeah we were gonna do we had the offers yeah we had the offers and when <laughs> when Glenn was talking to the promoters in England just recently they yeah. said we you know we're still ready to do Piff and Pop in England whenever you want yeah so we
2: are ready to go to England England do you think England's ready for us I think so but I think I have to we we have to work work hard on some material because I I've now made myself um, a useless Tory magician because every trick I do can't you can't carry it onto an airplane. <laughs> mm-hmm too big for your own britches now we're in a bigger (laughs) theater everything's bigger and uh you have to bus and truck it so (laughs) and i can't sell that many tickets in america so i'm basically thinking about not touring for a while Mm -hmm. so but we could do a piff and pop tour of the uk that'd be good
1: yeah but you're on the road with puddles now right
2: yeah how's that going it's going good (laughs) i do it he packs flat (laughs) the bastard i mean literally he turns up and sings yeah no he puts all that shit on his face and then turns up and sings you're right. He does the top of <laughs> shit in his face. But doesn't he have uh, props too? They all fit in a suitcase. Uh-huh. It's like looking at me five years ago <laughs> and reminiscing. Uh, no, it's good, actually. We, we've been, we, we did one leg of the tour. We've got two more legs to go. Uh, details at PiffTheModdedragon.com because I can't remember when they are. <laughs> and uh, I do the first half, and he does the second half. Originally, we were going to toss a coin each night to mm-hmm. see who went first. Mm-hmm. and then just go with whoever went first but he's a method clown <laughs> and his wife said to me you can't trust him not to fuck with your props and i was like what and she was like you can't trust if he goes on stage and your stuff's upset because <laughs> you wouldn't have enough time to set it during the changeover mm-hmm. you know you can't trust him not to push over a table or sit on a dog
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with these clowns that is a weird problem to have
2: yeah so I open, <laughs> uh, and I get the audience whipped up into a frenzy, and then he comes on to sings sad songs for an hour,
0: which is the act. Yeah.
2: He's got a gorgeous voice. I mean, it, it is a beautiful voice. And he also, he's doing a lot of lot too, right? He does No, not as much now. Not as much as he used to? A lot of his shtick used to be audience interaction related, mm-hmm. and he can't do it because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So he's had to cut back on the shtick. Oh. Uh-huh. So it's uh, more songs, less shtick and what songs what's 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 his closer what's a big closer oh i don't know because i sink into such a depression (laughs) at the end of the show i'm finding it difficult to have the will to live uh what is his last song it's something uh i can't remember what it is i don't know but he she's a grand old flag no does he route do people leave the theater partying singing no he sings sad songs, Pen, <laughs> and he sings them beautifully. <laughs> and he, you know, they get inside your soul and make you go, "Oh God, maybe, maybe it is all bad." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and do
1: you like uh, spending time with? Puddles? I love
2: so you- spending time with him. We, you and I have spent time together with mm-hmm. him. Every yeah, week. yeah. And uh, he's he's a great guy to hang out with. Yes, he
1: he's really he's really nice and smart and fun yeah. and all. Those and
2: things. every every day on the show, we go out for our morning coffee. So we go for a walk while everyone else sets the show and does all the technical stuff. And that's the first time in my life I've been able to do that. So it's a very nice privilege. Go for a little morning coffee, have a nice sit down in the chat, talk and joke, and then get up and go back to the theater, test our microphones, they work, and then do the show. That's nice. Yeah. How big a place is you playing with bottles? Seven Uh, Uh, seats. Anywhere from 800 to 2,000. Oh, that's nice. 2,500, yeah. It's weird. People still aren't used to going out. My agent is saying 60% is the new 90%. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That is true, though. As silly as that is, that's true. Because we were really doing... We were really doing about twelve hundred as our average. Right. And now after the pandemic we're right about eight. Right yeah. about eight
2: hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we and for us in the uh, the flamingo it's really weird because we were selling out every night, which is two hundred. But the thing about selling out is you're not sure how many more tickets you can sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we've gone up to a room which is eight hundred. It's got a balcony which we can't see because then they can see how the magic works. Uh-huh. So we k- kill the, edu- the, the educational, <laughs> seats. <laughs> educational seats. Educational seats. Uh, So we're down to 550. And uh, we usually sell at least 200. And the room feels great with 200 in. But, you know, sometimes we sell 300, 500, 400. Right.
0: Now you have an actual number.
2: 250. So every day I just sort of go, uh, you know, get a bit travel sick. With 200, you can go, a million people wanted to see me every single night. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and now you know it's 300. And you just have that bliss of a sold-out <laughs> show. Yeah. Whereas 300 people, you're there going, 250 people didn't want to come. <laughs> Where are they? They saw, they saw the advertising. Yeah, you know that. They, they, chose, they chose another direction for their lives. <laughs> I just did a new, uh, I've got a new um, fancy sizzle reel. Oh, have you? Oh, my God, it's beautiful. Are we in it? You and I. I mean, did, do Penn and Teller appear in your scissor really? Yeah, you do. Or it's is it quotation. all just uh,
1: America's Got Talent?
2: No, it's you telling me how good I am. Oh, good. It's not much America's Got Talent. Really? Yeah. Uh, we've got this great guy called Zach who is in the show as a cameraman, and he's also a great filmmaker. So last year when Vegas was busting, July 2021, everyone came to Vegas, but hardly any shows are open. So we were packed out every night, 500, you know, selling 500 seats a night. It was incredible. So the room looked really full. So when I said to Zach, hey, get somebody to cover you in the show and then go around and film the audience so that you know we look really popular, uh-huh. which he did. And so uh, the sizzle reel is, is uh, me crushing it in Las Vegas, in this Las Vegas show. And for whom is the sizzle reel? The 250 people who decided not to come that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, where do they see it? Facebook at the airport. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought you are at the airport, aren't you? I am at the airport. The old advert is currently at the airport, the one that I put together myself. Mm-hmm. We couldn't use any pen and tell clips because we didn't have the rights oh. for them. We paid $6,000 to have the rights for America's Got Talent footage. Mm-hmm. So it's America's Got Talent footage. So I put that together myself. But soon, the master, this new 30-second masterpiece is going in, uh, and it's wonderful. Because
1: I picked up Mox at the at the airport. Mox looked up and said, there's your friend.
2: Yeah, said, your friend, too. Yeah, well, if, if if that had been a week later, you'd have both been in tears, going, <laughs> oh, I feel moved. Moved and, and a strange desire to pay $48 to go and see Piff the Major Dragon at the Flamingo.
0: I, I got to find 249 other folks and go see that show. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's got quotes from you. You know what your quote is? What? A stunningly good magician. Penn and Teller. Oh,
1: that's right. Because we, we, we wanted to talk about that we were talking about doing a show, <laughs> is to remind people, which I think people forget, right. that you're a really good magician. Yes. You do really good tricks. That always, you know, that's, it's, it, it's a little like Frank Zappa, in that Frank Zappa was so, so funny and charming and pop that you would forget that he was a world-class composer right. and a fabulous guitar player. That was just kind of forgotten. Yeah. Because there was so much personality there. Mm-hmm. And with Piff, I, I always worry that people aren't going to realize the, the quality they of it.: They don't your, realize. You know, yeah. yeah. They it's come to at, me. He's oh. good at
2: eating bananas. <laughs> they come to me and say, oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. That show was so funny. That was so. I'm like, yeah, great. It took me three years to get that watching the Jello. Can we talk <laughs> about that? Can we talk about that for a bit? <laughs> What's the worst thing people say to you about the show? About your show, what's the the thing that makes your blood boil? One thing
1: is, when they say, we really loved you on the West Wing, it's so nice of the West Wing writers to let you do that bit in the show. Right. (laughs)
0: That's going to
2: drive you crazy. Yeah.
1: And I go, uh, I wrote that episode of the West Wing, and I wrote it with material from our show
2: that had been written
1: for (laughs) our show. And the lines that Martin Sheen says that are so clever about freedom of speech in the United States, I wrote those. (laughs) (laughs) As you have them in a headlock. (laughs) <laughs> I got to tell you, there's something I got really cool now. Okay. This is a brand new yeah. sponsor. Okay. Have you ever accidentally dropped out of an important Zoom call because of a flaky Wi-Fi connection, or struggling <laughs> to upload or download a file all the way from home,
0: uh, or flaky person, <laughs> flaky Wi-Fi? No, yes. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Many times. Have you
1: ever wished there was something out there that could improve your internet for better speed and oh, a better overall indeed experience?
0: Indeed, I have.
1: What if you could? My use- knees are
0: bloody from praying for this.
1: <laughs> what if you could use more than one internet connection? at the same time, like the coffee shop Wi-Fi and the cellular data connection on your phone for the combined speed and reliability. Speedify, good name, isn't it? Speedify is the only app that can combine multiple internet sources into one bonded super connection to improve live streaming, video calling, gaming, web browsing and everything else you do online. I was using this in Australia. I'm speechless. I didn't even read this ad spot. This new <laughs> <laughs> Available for all your devices, PC, Mac, iPhone, Android, even Linux. Use any combination of internet connections to improve performance. Runs in the background, simple to use. What do you mean by simple to use? Penn used it on his own. No calling support, no nothing in Australia. In Australia? Yeah. Oh, man. It's That's really cool. great. And it works as a VPN at the same time. Yeah so it's it's really good in every way. So what are you waiting for? You deserve better internet and Speedify can deliver it. Try Speedify risk-free for seven days and get 20% off your order with promo code PEN. Pen. Simply visit speedify.com slash PEN. That's S-P-E-E-D-I-F-Y dot com slash P-E-N-N. Nicely done, Yeah, it's really good. I was, I was using it's I was that learning. math that
0: screws that up every time. <laughs> I knew this just last week. We ran this ad for the first time last week, uh-huh. while the show was dropping out from my hotel. <laughs> 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 mm.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's a really good thing.
0: I will get on the phone with them today. <laughs> it's a really good thing. You guys you guys will dig it hard. Oh. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.
2: People come up to me and they, sh- and they say, they call the show cute. <laughs> 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 Nothing. Nothing drives you (laughs) crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. That's simply your height. Your skit. Your skit was great.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Lorne Michaels, the word skit made Lorne Michaels' skin crawl off his body. If you said the Sand Night Live skits, he he hated that. Hated it. You know why he hated that? Because they're skits. (laughs) 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 Yeah. You know why Piff hates that? Because it's cute. That's Cause cute it is that cute.
2: is a cute show. It's a cute show. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, it's got a cute dog, cute dragon, cute showgirl, cute yeah. all the way through. Yeah. yeah, It's yeah.
1: cute. That's why you hate
2: it. Yeah. You've earned it. You worked hard to be that cute. <laughs> oh no! Relish I, in it. I didn't work hard. <laughs> I, I was just born in cuteness.
0: <laughs> in that case, don't buck it. I added you a dragon
2: suit it. and turned out improved the cuteness level. <laughs> yeah, is I Jade joined you in the show? She loves doing the show. She, she loves, like loves doing home, it every right? night. Well, she likes stay at home is my guess. Yeah, no, that doesn't bother her. Really? Yeah, yeah she lo- She lives to perform. Right. So, and, and when we went on the, out on the road, she loved playing these huge theaters and meeting people all over the mm. country. So, uh, stay at home or tour, she's she's happy um, both ways. But she just adores doing the show. Do you love doing the show? I do. I do, although I found during the pandemic, I didn't miss
1: it. Right. But I love doing it. Right. It a, I, I don't know. I also, I think, I think like many people, I went into kind of a weird kind of low-grade depression. Yeah. During it. I just kind of didn't leave my room. And and some people thrived during
0: the uh, Let's
2: pandemic. Let's not talk about them.
0: <laughs>
2: some people did. They were like they were they were just crushing, you know. They suddenly like became YouTube stars and TikTok heroes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, the number of magicians did not return to live performing. Right?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, there's there were some blessings from it. That's true. <laughs>
0: yeah. But the amount but of I people won't say their
2: names. <laughs> the amount of people who can shout at a phone and uh, you know do the whole day. I mean, I just can't do that. It's not in my DNA. But I'm not
1: talking about uh, uh, professionally thrived. I mean, there are people that. Being at home without seeing anybody and going out without ever going out
0: was pleasant for them, yeah they enjoyed it yeah my dad, my dad loves it mm-hmm. and it 's made it possible for him now to order everything and have it delivered mm-hmm. in right. ways that were not available before, and his life is much better for it mm-hmm.
2: he loves it yeah i didn't have a i didn't have a good time in the pandemic mm-hmm. it was a it was a very difficult time, and then I had a hangover from it where for a while doing the shows on stage was very difficult and i wasn't enjoying doing the shows and and you know colin cloud yeah uh, our friend colin Cloud. colin i uh, was talking about we were in a group and he was chit-chatting away and he said oh you know be, doing the shows is like being on holiday and if it's not what's the point point?" and i was thinking what is the point then
0: what <laughs> <is> the, <uh-oh.
2: laughs> <laughs> because it's no holiday at the moment, but thankfully the last month it's been back to being a holiday on stage, and it is. It's it's such a privilege to be doing live entertainment on stage again.
1: Well, you know, we have not got another season to fool us yet. We don't know. Right. We might have it. We might not. We don't know. They don't tell us until the fall. So uh,
0: I do of civilization.
1: I do. <laughs> I do the sour. I do the sour grapes thing. Right. in that I like to be happy with either outcome. So if we get another season of Fool Us, I'm thrilled to pieces. If we don't get another season of Fool Us, I'm thrilled to pieces. And Teller and I sat down in the Starbucks where he was going (laughs) to leave valuable (laughs) stuff. We sat down there and said, we can now write for our show without thinking about whether this works on Fool Us or not, or how quickly we get our 14 bits for Fool Us. We can just do whatever we want in the show. And it was really a uh, liberating experience. When when all is said and done, what I like to do is put together shows.
0: Yeah. I like
1: performing, but I also love getting ideas and going, can we fucking
2: do that? And refining the ideas every night as well. Yeah.
1: Like when I was talking to you, I mean, one of the happiest moments of my life was sitting in that it wasn't Starbucks, it was Sambalatte Latte yep. with you, and talking about you doing the Florida gig, Yeah. and me saying maybe it would be a Piffin Piffin pop show, oh. and saying I'd get on and do that, and trying to think of what trick we do, and you saying to me, spectator's urine in impossible location.
2: Which is not... Quite how I remember the story. Oh, no, 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 it's not. I don't remember it being the happiest moment of your life. What I remember is me telling you about me doing spectators. You're your into impossible location at a show was the happiest moment of your life because you were imagining me doing it. Uh-huh. When I said we should do it, you got strangely quiet. <laughs> no.
1: Okay, but I was telling I was telling the story differently. Happiest moment of my life because that time of can we actually do this Right. is my happiest moment. Right. When Teller and I get a crazy idea, we said we're going to dress an elephant up as a cow and vanish it on stage. Can we actually do this? That is when I'm the most thrilled. So, yes, there's that moment of apprehension and worry And that moment of apprehension to worry is what I really like. Right. Because we're going to do something that we don't know if we can do. We don't know if it's smart. We don't know if it's right. We don't know if it's funny. We don't know if the magic's going to work. That moment of, oh, well, there's something to do then. Yeah. You know, if you pitch me a bit, if you were to come to me and say, we're going to do Piff and Pops Magic Shop, and this is the bit, and... Here's all the jokes. They're all going to work perfectly. Here's the trick. is going to work perfectly. Don't worry, Penn. I've done this a thousand times before. There's no problem.
2: You wouldn't get that kind of joy afterwards. Yeah, you wouldn't get... I believe the exact quotation is, oh.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Penn, why don't we do that trick? Spectators, you're into impossible location that you love so much. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah
2: exactly
1: but if you just laid it out i'd be happy i'd love to i'd love to right. perform but it's that idea of i can't fucking believe we're doing this there was that moment on stage in florida when we were trying to find someone from the audience oh, to come up on stage what a great moment and pee <laughs> into a bottle yeah.
2: on stage not a bottle a, a urine a urine yeah yeah Urine
1: sample tube yeah to get someone up on stage to pee into that to sign it to vanish it and there was just a moment i don't even know when it was in the sequence that i looked over at you we made eye contact and i just thought we're
2: really doing this we're really doing it and that that selection procedure took literally three minutes (laughs) we should sit in silence for three minutes so the audience understands how long that is it took three minutes of pen and i going anybody <laughs> seriously anybody now we thought that this might be a problem so we'd set up in advance a guy that we found who mm-hmm. loved Penantella, loved pen and Teller, you know with with all his heart and we said hey buddy you know what we need a favor we're gonna do this trick we explained the trick to him and we said we may not be able to get somebody to stand up and volunteer for this and in that case would you possibly stand up a volunteer? We explained it all. We got his consent. He agreed. He was there for us. He was our rock. So we went out there with that uh, life vest, knowing that after 90 seconds, which is still a very long time, <laughs> if the audience not responding, we could go, OK, well, uh, how about this guy over here? Yeah. So we got to that point, and we said, okay, how about this? Where's Where's the guy gone? Where, where's he gone? Where, where's that guy gone? Where is he? And his girlfriend or sister or whoever it was said, yeah, he got tired and went to bed early. And now we were at sea with nowhere to go. And in the end, do you know how this, do you know what happened?
0: I don't remember. I, I had heard this
2: story, but I don't. In the end, a hand please. shot up, and it was attached to um, a young woman a young woman one of the bravest people we've ever met in our lives she was wonderful she said to us can i go off stage and pee and we said no because that's (laughs) not the bit is it
1: (laughs) and then jade and i held up a cloth a cloth yeah and she peed behind it yeah and then handed me the uh, the bottle, which was which was sloppier than it had been in the plan.
2: <laughs> yes, we the did. Riffles. Yeah, we thought there was going to be a little more uh, control and aiming in the plan because <laughs> we had assumed that it would be a male urinating into the, which is on us, really. Yeah, totally on us. Sexism. Yeah. Simple.
1: Also. But just mathematics. Right. If you have eight hundred people had a magic, have a invention. magic yeah, invention, yeah, 795, of them yeah. Seven hundred ninety-five, yeah. Are
2: gonna be male. Unfortunately, yes. It it's higher than that, but yeah.
1: But but of those men, the one number of people who are uncomfortable with their genitalia
0: <laughs>
1: is
2: almost equal to the number of people that are there, right? <laughs> we had all these hilarious jokes written. <laughs> for uh, for the moment that they'd be peeing mm-hmm. we had tracks so, like uh music jokes uh, written in there there was a brian adams song which was somehow hilarious i <laughs> don't remember it now none of that came to pass because pen and i were on stage stunned in silence thinking what do we do now <laughs> we never thought about a woman behind the cloth urinating <laughs> into the test tube
1: <laughs> but it was. Uh, but I just thought this this thing that I do, where 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 I all of a sudden I have a completely, a completely out of out of body experience, right? And I'm able to be someone else. There was a moment that I was in New York City. I was with Gilbert Godfried. I can I can tell this without crying. And uh, Gilbert was sitting across from me, and we were sitting the back of the restaurant, and both of us were hysterical. I mean, completely hysterical. Gilbert had said something. I had said something. Gilbert said something back. We were both, and anybody who listens to this show regularly knows yeah. that Gilbert and I could become hysterical together. And just for a split instant, I thought about if I were 18 years old, the same person, but shifted in time. I would have definitely been aware of Penn and Teller. And I would definitely have been aware of of Gilbert Gottfried. And if I walked into a restaurant and saw those two people loving each other and hysterical laughing, it would be this great, perfect moment. And I had the same thing with the, with the piff and pop thing, yeah. I was thinking if I were 18 years old, right, and I were just getting into magic, and I would be a fan of Penn & Teller, certainly, if I was 18 and getting into magic, I'd be a fan of piff. And if I had somehow gotten my ass to a magic convention, which would have been a big deal when I was 18, right. I would have had a hitchhike there or something, and it would have been quite a barrier to get over to get the entrance fee, If I had somehow snuck in or gotten the money juggling that afternoon or something to get into there and sit there, and Piff and Pop came out and said, we need someone to your – well, first of all, I would have been the first hand up. Right. But let's put that aside. Let's say I'm not able to do that. That would have been a, holy fuck, I can't believe it. And when I get those moments when I'm doing something and I can watch myself – at eighteen, doing that and get that approval yeah, of okay. who I was when I was eighteen, which is really rare. Uh, it's just the
2: greatest feeling. Because we came off stage to bewilderment. <laughs> it was it, it. We did not. It was not a standing ovation. <laughs> we came off <laughs> stage to silence and scattered <laughs> claps. <laughs> and we hugged each other like we've never hugged each other before. <laughs>
1: I tell you, uh, certainly that is the – you're reporting accurately. Certainly the court record shows that reaction. But I was – it was a transcendent thing for me. Right. I was no longer in a room doing a show. They had had floated away. I was in a completely abstracted intellectual position – of this is a wonderful thing. It (laughs) worked. And I really believe in pleasing an audience. I do not believe in art for art's sake. I believe in pleasing an audience. I really do. And I really am out there selling, hey,
0: look at me. Yeah.
1: But that went away. And this was a perfect artistic moment. This was a performance art piece that I was part of, that I was thrilled about.
2: Uh, The opening monologue was us roasting Johnny Thompson, who was dead. (laughs) <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> in front of the room full of these magicians that were just jaw on the floor what are they doing but the thing is the next day because i stayed at this magic convention and i love nothing more than a dealer's room the mm-hmm. dealer's room is a collection of all these people who make magic tricks and then sell them to magicians and uh they're all these like gimmicky bullshit i love nothing more than this you love gimmicky bullshit oh my god so I was running around the dealer's room the next day, and every single person who passed me stopped me and said, hey, we loved what you did last night. Nobody else got it, but I did. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that is, of course, the greatest compliment you can right. ever get. Right. That's what you want to get. That's
1: what Gilbert Gottfried got all the time from everybody. Yeah. No one else liked it, but I did. And everybody's
2: saying that. It's just, It's the greatest thing that can happen. Every single person. And by the way, it was a great trick. <laughs> there was urine a Sa- signed uh sample of urine and out of nowhere it vanished into thin air mm-hmm. you know like like yeah. the like the old uh canary in the bird cage vanish yeah. it was like it was that good <laughs> a vanish yeah it was a three thousand dollar <laughs> not an entirely different method <laughs> no uh, no it was a very secret prop of which there are only I don't know, 50 of them in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'd repurposed it. I'd spent six months learning how to use it. And I'd repurposed it for this trick. Uh, The vanish was gorgeously clean. The reappearance was in a box, in a box, in a box, in a box. Nothing I love more than something reappearing in a box, in a box, in a box, in a box. (laughs) You
0: like that, yeah.
2: Clean as a whistle. It came out. Was that your urine? Yes, it was. Thank you. Good night.
0: (laughs) scattered claps go go for applause which you said and is also a very good name for a clown <laughs> scattered clapses, uh,
1: but it's it's one of those moments that I'll just I'll just remember forever because it's a story right you want to say you know back in the early part of this century right,
2: these two nuts by the way I get told this story do you? Yeah, I've actually been told the story on multiple occasions. Were you at that convention where where these guys did urine to impossible location? And I said, "Yeah, I was the guys." <laughs> People tell me this as if I'm going to be the judge. No, nobody should have done that in society. <laughs> And i'm like yeah that was me <laughs> badge of honor he sure is a
1: badge of honor it's just fabulous <laughs> that
2: trick's only ever been performed twice by the way yeah once by you and i and once in australia in new zeal new- in new zealand ah. for a it was this it was it was called the nasty show mm. and the, the these producers had booked me to appear for three weeks in new zealand and i'd gone because i you know i love the idea of going to new zealand sure. So uh, the producers have put tons of money behind it. And the show was like selling, you know, 30 or 40% of the tickets. So uh, they said, hey, would you mind coming out to these other 30 or 40% of that time was like (laughs) 15%. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They said, would you mind doing these other shows to promote it? And one of the shows was called the nasty show. And they said, do you have any like explicit material? And I was like, no. And then I remembered being in Edinburgh. (laughs) and in edinburgh they have a show called late and live and i'd gone on and i'd done a a trick with my dog and a rubik's cube Mm -hmm. and it hadn't exactly caught the attention of the audience (laughs) you know i was performing to uh, nothing but indifference and and me and my friend alex were talking and we were saying what's the one trick that you could do that would absolutely stop the room dead that would uh, capture the attention of everyone in the audience and we came up with spectators you're into impossible location so in New Zealand, we tried it and we did it and they, 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 they loved it. It, went down, it. it went down a storm, unlike at the Genie Magic Convention. <laughs> but the weird thing was, when we got to the end of the trick and the guy from the audience, who had to be almost dragged on stage to do this and then got performance anxiety, so we'd only been able to squeeze a few drops out, <laughs> the guy was presented with his urine and the whole room understood that at that moment, the only thing that was possible to verify that this was indeed that man's urine was to unscrew the bottle and drink it it became just just an unbreakable law of fact that that's what needed to happen next and we understood this and the guy understood this and he unscrewed the bottle and he drank his own urine and the place went crazy
0: <laughs> there's the capper you were missing yeah
2: that didn't that didn't happen at the genie convention no, no.
1: <laughs> but if you want to see Piff and Pop, the two people who would do <laughs> shortly after the recording of this, Spectators into to Impossible Location, and yeah. you can go to youtube.com <laughs> slash Piff the Magic Dragon. See a love fest. And see a love fest.
2: What tricks do we do there? We do the song. That was it. Oh, the song. It just took... It, 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 that one trick <laughs> takes like 15 minutes. <laughs> we do that one trick, and then we do a ton of Talking Heads, mockumentary, road movie mm-hmm. style, walking around Las Vegas. Now, it's Amazing Randy in that as well? Yeah. Now, do yes. you remember this? Mm-hmm. That was one of the most profound experiences I've had, because at the moment, because at that time, Randy came to came to watch it being filmed. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, do you think we can get Randy to... Uh, be a talking head in this and you said i don't know let's just ask him mm-hmm. and he agreed and he went downstairs to do it and he was in and out of himself at the time yeah he was you know he really was it was it was heartbreaking to watch and uh, we tried to get him to say that line three or four times and we didn't get it and we were about to say okay you know thank you so much for just being here But, you know, let's not worry about any further. And you said, let's try one more time. And this glint came into Randy's eye. He suddenly sat up a little straighter, looked direct down the lens, and fired out that line with the perfect, perfect delivery. And you and I almost burst into tears. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. What a moment.
1: It is one of the last things Randy did.
2: Yeah. It may be the last thing Randy did. Yeah. So Randy was in the special. Mm
1: Mm-hmm and it was uh it's was, it was, it was pretty great it was pretty great those were wonderful days and uh i'm so glad that it that it, that it came out well you're
2: proud of the whole special yeah i love the whole special yeah, yeah probably not going to make another one <laughs> <laughs> i mean what a nightmare because <laughs> the thing is we shot we shot the whole magic show and we i assumed the special would be the live show on stage continuously but you know you know far more about this than i do but when you shoot a magic trick and then replay it later all of the tension's gone yeah because you know it works yeah. otherwise why would you be showing this thing yeah so when we sat down and watched it in the edit room me and the the editor the original editor was he wasn't great he was um i wouldn't say incompetent but he but he wasn't blessed with the skills of the editor we hired later. I'll give you an example. There was a trick where a man was on stage and then it cut to a reaction shot of that man in the audience applauding stuff. <laughs> <himself. laughs> and I said, maybe we should get some take a second pass at this. But we watched it and we were like, there's no, there's no energy. in th- you know, we need to, we need to have some backstage stuff. We need to do some stuff on the street. And I rang up Penn and said, Penn, is there any chance you dress up in a dragon outfit and uh, run around Las Vegas with me? And before I finished the end of the sentence, Penn was knocking my door in the dragon outfit. <laughs> you blew out your voice doing it. You remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Glenn was furious at me.
0: <laughs> there was a scene where Penn's,
2: you know, poking at the top of a green limo waving his arms shouting vegas baby vegas (laughs) and uh for whatever reason we needed it one more time and glenn has never wanted to kill me as much (laughs) did that end up in the special oh yeah Uh. Yeah, yes the opening shot of you vegas baby (laughs) i'm in vegas whoa i'll tell
1: you you know both of us both of us had um I had, you have uh, devoted fathers. We have good relationships with both of our fathers and our fathers are very far from deadbeat dads. Right. But somehow when I get in the dragon suit as your father (laughs) we have this relationship that is almost a cliched deadbeat dad relationship that we never (laughs) lived but we jack into perfectly. Straight away. Somehow when I am leeching off Piff is my son,
2: it seems exactly right. It seems completely appropriate (laughs) that I'm now sleeping on the couch while he's in the main room sleeping on my pile of treasure. And the
1: idea of a father totally abandoning their son and then showing up when he's successful
2: to mooch off him Right, Makes perfect sense to us Even though we never lived that And there was this bit that we had In the Piff and Pop scripted show Which we successfully pitched Remember It Uh, was going to be made And then the pandemic happened Yeah We had this bit Where it turned out That that Pop had actually been To every other Las Vegas magician in town (laughs) Stayed on their couches and had been kicked out of their house yeah. before he arrived at the door of his son. Not my first choice. Not your first choice. Not my first choice.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a great scene when you're making out with Jade as well. In yes, yes, the- yes, yes. That was I was looking
1: very forward to shooting that scene. Yeah,
2: that was that was fantastic. In the in the in the back in the one of the back corridors of the flamingo, up against a laundry cart. Because that's another thing that that piff's father does yeah right sure. piff's father decides to make out with his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way that i could be persuaded to do another special if we could extend the story of uh piff and pop yeah. <laughs> piff and pop's magic shop is then is the next special we shoot yeah
1: i think uh well there should be at some point a tour there should be a
2: piff and pop and then we'll shoot we have stuff. the offers yeah we have offers and that may not sound like a big deal to people that may not sound like you know, getting <laughs> an offer is like, oh, yeah, somebody said, do you want to come over and play? No, 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 no. No, somebody has to take the time to type out a contract right. that is waiting <laughs> to be signed. They have to arrange guarantees of money. It's more than that.
1: An agency has put, toge- put together a right. tour over there. Yeah. So it's multiple
2: contracts. Multiple. Theatres have been discussing this for months and months. <laughs> <laughs> and we're ready to sign it. We're guaranteed to not lose money on this tour. Yeah, other people are taking the risk. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) That's that's not what he meant. He meant other people were not so much. Yeah, on us.
0: Yeah, they're taking the risk. That's
2: how much they believe in it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: They don't want to lose their money. No, it's not like there's some charity foundation going. How do I need to? You know, I need this to find a good way to write off some tax dollars.
0: No, Britney Spears' dad is producing the show. <laughs> yeah, this is
2: not. Yeah. yeah, this is not. This is not a front. This is not a
1: way to launder drug money. No, this is actually. We think this show will be good enough. People will come and see it, and they will be happy, and they won't hold it against our theater for the rest of our lives.
2: Exactly, and that's we were what they decided. And then the other thing about that tour was, if we were going to do it until the pandemic ruined it, we were also going to film yeah. behind the scenes of it. Make a movie like The Trip. Have you seen The Trip with Steve Coogan? I haven't Rob seen it. I should see it, yeah. Oh, man. We were going to make the piff and pop version of The Trip, exactly. traveling around the country while I taught my father all about the country that I grew up in because he abandoned me <laughs> and flew to America.
0: <laughs>
2: and when he landed, he said, boy, are my arms tired.
1: Yeah, exactly. But really,
2: because I'm a dragon. Because he's literally a, literally a dragon. I think he flew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it literally. Yeah. And he had to carry the eggs. So sometimes you could only do one arm at a time. (laughs) So he was spiraling across the ocean.
1: Well, there's some gliding.
2: Yeah. Some gliding. It's a one arm.
1: What is the bird that doesn't have to ever land?
2: Albatross.
1: Is it an albatross that never lands?
2: They don't have to. Wow. It's a choice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, Biff the Magic Dragon, YouTube. Dot com slash Piff the Magic Dragon. We'd love and, it to watch it. And you can see Reptile Dysfunction starring the people that are talking here.
0: <laughs> it's two-thirds of them. Two-thirds of them. <laughs> two-thirds of them. <laughs>
2: or are half. You in the audience for one of them?
0: No, I was busy. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe so. <laughs> but
2: you'll see Teller in the audience. You'll see Teller. Teller seemed to be having a good time. Randy is in the audience, mm-hmm. and Pam Thompson is in the audience. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's That was great. another thing. Like, that same shot where Teller's uh, laughing his head off, Pam is also doing the same thing. That's right. That's
1: right. Pam was with Teller that night. Yeah.
2: That's, that's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Boy, would Johnny have loved that
2: show. Well, that show would not have been without Johnny. Yeah. And
1: how much, how much would we have loved to have Johnny see Spectator Sharon into
2: Impossible (laughs) (laughs) Look.
1: Because, you know, we would have, Pitched that to Johnny, and Johnny would have given us one thing to make the trick better.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We never found out how good
0: that trick could be. <laughs> uh, yeah, in 1942, I saw a fellow on the Quinn yeah. <laughs> Show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, Johnny. Johnny was going to get his own dragon outfit as well.
1: Yeah, he was going to be my father. Yeah, uh-huh. he's going to be uh, uh, Grandpa
2: yeah pops the magic dragon yeah pops magic dragon.
1: <laughs> or maybe it was with pop pops pop pops the, pop, magic, pops, dragon. the magic dragon you're
2: right yeah. pop pops yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we had talked to johnny about that was, that would have been well that
2: would have been that would have been you know johnny did i ever tell you this that johnny called you that uh that when i was in my wilderness period well, I came to Las Vegas with a 10-year contract. Uh-huh. It lasted six months. Uh-huh. I got a green card. Where I had to wait until they sent me the green card to work, so I couldn't work for another six months. Uh-huh. I was penniless. I was flat broke. I was working on the idea of a Vegas show, and nobody at the time, you know, just like a random guy in Vegas appearing in a little casino show, that's the only thing that I'd had going for me. Uh, no, America's Got to have none of that. Johnny spent... Weeks and weeks and weeks working on my solo show with me to pitch to casinos without ever, ever even considering asking me for a dime. Yeah. Amazing. What a guy. Amazing. Yeah. And when you did your little showcase the
1: first time there, yeah, Johnny came to us and said, you know, Piff's really good. Let's make the magic better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> which, is,
1: which is, you know, that sounds, I suppose, to someone that that's really insulting to you. But really, it is the...
2: The biggest sign of oh, love. It's the he's biggest saying, sign.
1: We know it's worth making. Amazing. Exactly.
2: Yeah. This is worth spending the time over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he did. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple of weeks before he passed, he came to see uh, us. We did. We did two versions of the show in that small room. We did our first original touring version, and then we remade the whole show, and we put in all these tricks. And one of the tricks was thanks to Johnny. It was Mister Piffles eats a spectator's ring by mistake mm-hmm. and then shits it out into a uh, an egg bag and he actually shits out a little dragon egg and then we crack the egg and inside the yolk is their ring yeah. looked amazing all thanks to johnny and he came to see that show and it was the only reason he came to see that show was because you asked me to come down you were doing something with the, the dogs remember that oh, you were yeah, do- yeah. you were doing the, do- the dog show uh, trick so i went there and, and johnny and i were eating doritos and cheetos and i said to johnny when was the last time you came to see the show and he said oh it was a long time ago i said come back we've redone it all so i picked him up in his house he came to the show he uh watched the show loved the show came downstairs downstairs was waiting for me to finish signing autographs jade was getting changed forgot that johnny was in the room took her top off johnny had the time of his life (laughs) (laughs) and then i drove him home and and that it was so special that he got to see that yeah it was an amazing night all thanks to you as well
1: well we uh we uh, we missed Johnny, that's yeah. for sure. He was great. But at least we got to know him. At least we knew him. Yeah. That was Penn Sunday school. That was Penn
0: Sunday School. Cha cha cha. And
1: to our He become naked.
2: youtubecom and us of slash Piff the Magic Dragon. Do you think uh, Jimmy Fallon's going to let us do Spectators You're Into Impossible Locations? would have that be great? Oh, oh, the best. So good. Pick anyone, Jimmy. Anyone you
1: want.
0: <laughs> we love you. You got anybody to thank there, uh, Matt Dunley? These people support us as loyal members of the congregation on patreon.com slash pen. Placida Scott. Dante Peace, Damian Martin, Adam Luce bought Penn's book just so that he can try placing his balls in a velvet bag and send Penn the picture. It's a long name. Timo Teehoff, Mark Pickenheim, Miriam Engels, Scott Kelly, Kelly M., Adam Berzins, Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, Rue Dudley, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bakker, Eric Dobell, Michael Torbay, Elon Lee, Jacob McCulley, Kelsey Johnson, Nicole Martin, Crazy Cat Lady Scoop, Nick Hemsing, Music Man, Jamie Thrasher, Rachel Hawkins, Jake Schneider, Pete Hoke, Kelly McCauley, Jeremy Davidson, Robin Garnett, Ovi Demetrian Jr., Jeremy R. 22, Winter Wieckowski, Kristen Kledick, Michael Cohen, Dr. Scoop Little, Jeremiah Jenkins, Jesse Miller, Alexander Hoffman, Danny Olwine, Julian Webb, Sean Magruder, Stephen Volcano, Jim the Naked Magician, Song of the Domain, Nudini.com, Scooped Mids, and Paul McBride. Thank you all so much. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?